Hey everyone, you're tuned into InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy. Join us as we talk about anything and everything. All the stuff that makes life interesting. So let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to InfoQuench. I'm your host Jeff. And I'm Amy. And this podcast we're going to be talking about things that we've been watching. Yeah, we're going to do a catching up episode. We're at episode... 50, no, not 50-something. 60-something. 70-something. Oh, 70-something. 70-something. So every 25 episodes or so, we do like a little bit of a catching up episode, and I thought we'd do that with this one, and uh, yeah. and maybe talk a little bit about what we've been watching, because I think people Yeah, we, we have a tendency to be couch potatoes and, and binge watch certain shows and stuff, and so we just thought it would be fun to just share some of the shows that we've been watching. Yeah, we'd love to you hear know? what other people are watching, so I figured people would be interested in what we're watching too, and... And I also wanted to share just something that we did yesterday to kind of tackle our house. It's just like, it's just a little oh, fun right. thing that we did to, our house was a bit of a clutter fest post, uh, you know, COVID quarantining yeah. and, you know, spending a lot of time at home. I just found that we gathered a lot of things and, and that just needed a good going over. So we decided to dedicate an entire Saturday and it was a sunny Saturday. It was sunny, but a really, really warm like oh, yeah, I mean, it was like, it was incredibly incredibly anyway hot. I, so we I, I the air conditioning little, and we uh i had a little misgivings about doing that on such a nice day but uh the end result was pretty good like i brought a painting that i had been working on in secret from downstairs in the basement and, and amy actually loved it we put it on our living room wall maybe we'll do a picture of it on our instagram or something like that to show you yeah that's a great idea we'll yeah. use that as our as our, uh, our photo for this episode and and really what we did is we just kind of keep it fun we just took some uh some old post-it notes that had a little bit of sticky left in them and we wrote uh we divided our house into sections so if it was a big room that would be one section so we would write maybe you know uh, living room 45 minutes or, to you know, or or our, our two parlors that make up our living room or we would put um you know kitchen slash laundry room and right and just how many minutes we yeah. wanted to spend on each one and then what we did is we basically took the post-it stuck it on the fridge when we were working on the room set the timer and uh and spent only that amount of time on that section and just all three of us jeff and uh i and our son hawks all went you know yeah, it was fun. We gave Huxley little, one little jobs and stuff, and he quickly Yeah, got... he was very good at... When you're... Remember one point he said he quit? I, I quit my job. <laughs> I know. Like, Where did you learn that? I quit my job. At seven years old. <laughs> I know. How can you quit? And he said he was... Later on, he said he was just joking, but... Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a funny sense of humor, kid. <laughs> he did a lot of running for us. Kids are great for, yeah. you know, when you're decluttering a room, everything you... A lot of times you'll find things that need to go into other spaces, right? You have to put things away, yeah. and, and it takes away from the time you have to focus on the room you're in. So he did a lot of the running for us, and it, yeah, was, it was great. And we got through... Pretty much everything, what ended up happening is we kind of have a catch-all room or studio, which ended up having a lot of the stuff that needs to get out of our house, a lot of the stuff that needs to be donated or recycled. And so we're going to have to, I think we're going to have to dedicate it one day just Another to that day, one room. Another day just to get rid of stuff that that is in a room. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, uh, if you have a child, like they go through phases where they don't play with the toys that they had because they get older and stuff. So you want to, you, you just, you want to cycle that stuff out as quickly as possible to avoid clutter. That's my, that's my tip for the day, people. And it's a good one. It is a good one. It was a fun time though. I think it took us a while to get started, but one of the things that was important is we had music. So Jeff was in charge of yeah, the soundtrack was, for each room. Yeah. 
as you move from space to space. I don't even remember what space. I played, just a little bit. Every, oh, 70s and 80s hits, basically, just the kind of up, upbeat kind of stuff, you know? And it was, uh, we had some rules around it. It's easy to get sidetracked, so I was trying to actually run laundry loads at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I also wanted to focus on the room we were in, so, yeah. uh, you know, we... we we, but I think it, it worked well, and I think we'll, we'll do it again. It was just a, a, like, I was impressed with how different our house looked after one focused day of the three of us working on it. Yeah, everything was washed. Everything was, like, uh, conmarried, if you will, and uh, everything seemed a lot cleaner. Yeah, so Definitely. we just wanted to share that just in case if you're, you know, suffering from some COVID clutter, yeah. um, you know, some, some of us Spruce stocked up, up on space. extra supplies and things like that. So it just ended up with more things in our house. Yeah, it, I think a lot of people are focusing on their space now. Mm-hmm. I think that... I think I think we are more than normal. Definitely. I think people who... Well, people were quarantined at home for a while. And depending on where you're listening from, you may still be in that scenario where you're spending a lot of time from home, maybe still working from home. And I think because of that, people became more appreciative of their space and, and wanting to make it as comfortable and, you know, mm. as pleasant as possible. I so. agree. Yeah, it's been it's been a good experience. But what have we been watching on TV? Yeah, let's talk about that. Because let's talk we've... about being couch potatoes and enjoying entertainment. <laughs> I know. And we just got done watching um, a new series that was a uh, three-part series done by Amy Schumer called Expecting right, Amy. Right, which was fantastic. It was really, really good. Um, I've, I feel like I've, I understand her a little bit more as a person outside of being an entertainer, which makes a huge difference for me when it comes to personalities, you know? Like to see that they're just like a regular person. I know that they know that they have a camera on them and stuff, and there's a documentary being made about their lives, but... But like at the same time, it's uh, it's it's interesting to see that she's just a regular person. She just you know she she's I don't know. It's hard to explain really, but she just seems like a regular person. Well, and I think if you if you haven't watched it yet, it was only released actually are, I earlier this month. Uh, I I do highly recommend it. I I was kind of a lukewarm Amy Schumer fan. I know that there was controversy around her, you know, stealing, stealing jokes, jokes yeah. a while back, and that really had put me off of her, but. Then I, I, I've seen her, you know, her activism and being, you know, using her, her, her voice and mm. her, her uh, you know, following to really speak for some really important topics and, yeah. and push that. So I've, I've definitely grown for, to have a, a, a different level of respect for her. And watching that series, Expecting Amy, was also interesting just from it, it really followed her full pregnancy and also her relationship right with her husband and talks about you know how he was uh, diagnosed later in life as being on the spectrum for autism and you know how they how they were dealing with that which yeah. i think a lot of people would would find interesting you know i think that 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 piece alone there's a really interesting scene i won't give anything away but there's a really interesting scene where they talk about that and how it how uh, her jokes influences her like influence her regular life you know like her and it's really interesting the conversation that she has with her husband about that i found that really interesting well and the whole special really is leading up to her her her, her netflix special growing which was a uh in you chicago know, just, yeah just a, so when i i remember watching that when it came out and i it was you're you a know, huge fan of hers man well i, 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 really I do are. like her comedy and it was a stand-up yeah. 
Ooh, the tra- I hope I wonder if that picked up on the oh, mic, absolutely. but the traffic yeah. is going that full tilt here. That absolutely feel picked up for sure. <laughs> drag race down. Drag racing yeah. down in front of her house. Um, but the yeah, so her special growing on Netflix is, you know, stand up comedy and I I I don't know what I thought they actually did for stand up comedy specials on Netflix, but I just assumed that comedians were just regularly doing their scheduled yeah. regular scheduled programming. And then Netflix has said, okay, we're going to come to this show and film it, and that'll be a special. But I think when you watch this three-part series, Expecting Amy, you realize that there's so much that goes into that. Yeah. I was really, really fascinated with what goes into the process of developing an, you know, an hour or so of content for, for comedy. For, for uh, I know, a like Netflix it, special. She was discussing like, the very opening shot and how she wanted to show the the audience you know which was really interesting perspective just that she was involved with all that you'd think that you know because she's the celebrity personality that she would leave all those nuts and bolts to like you know the production team or something like that but she was like very hands-on and under extreme circumstances let's be honest it was interesting to watch her ride she would ride the subway to and from all of her shows and you know, she's a pretty successful comedian. They did show her take a private jet, though, didn't they? Yeah, I, I think she was in a private jet at one point. <laughs> she might have borrowed Whether it one. was hers or that she hitched a ride. But she takes the subway yeah. a lot in New York. And because there's a focus on the pregnancy, there's a, you know, just a, a little bit of a warning if you have a weak stomach. There is a lot of vomiting. <laughs> she there really is. sheds a lot of light and education around a condition known as um, hyperemesis. Uh, hyperemesis gravidarum. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but hyperemesis is usually how it's referred to in short. And it's really when women kind of go, it's beyond morning sickness, but they are just incessantly vomiting. Kate Middleton, I think, had the same condition. And so she ends up hospitalized more than once uh, dealing with that condition. And just, you know, it made me admire what the strength it took for her to go, just going through her pregnancy, but then also pull off a Netflix special. So um, this, the Netflix special growing of course is on netflix but expecting amy's was something she did for hbo max so you'll have to find that one the way you find other things you don't subscribe to if you know what i'm saying um (laughs) (laughs) but uh definitely worth the watch and uh yeah that's all i'm gonna say about that one that was good and and we mentioned this in the previous podcast that we watched the cooking show uh that she did with her husband which is also fantastic because you can really actually make a lot of the dishes they present the dishes very well and the drinks and, and the drinks yeah amy's made a lot of the drinks um but yeah i mean i enjoyed that one as well so i knew that i would enjoy this expecting amy one as well so there's a few other shows we've been watching one called uh, superstore that's on uh, amazon prime i do believe yeah it originally came out on nbc and it's i don't know how we hadn't heard of it it's actually been airing for quite a while it's like it's, eight seasons uh, or something. five seasons five. but it's okay. been renewed already for a six a co-worker mentioned it to me she said if you like the office you'll love the superstore mm. um i mean the office i think is in a bit of a league of its own but the superstore it is, is definitely Let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> it is it is you see I, is, I i have to say that i ca- i can't really couldn't really get into that show like no? i tried I, I mean the first four or five episodes were like they were, okay. they were okay there were some really good jokes and some good laughs but i just found it found it far too formulaic like in the in the delivery deliverance of the 
of the lines and stuff and the characters and stuff. I just, I don't know why I, I, I lost, uh, I lost interest. I think it in is it. very closely trying but, to follow the formula of The Office. Yeah. Um, even with the relationships, I still enjoyed it though. They're, it's a sitcom. It's so very quick, sick. Uh, yeah, it's very. Yeah. 20 minute episodes. It's very, it's highly unrealistic. Let's just say that too, right off the bat. You yeah. Know? And the premise, I mean, Superstore, it, it's actually, uh, maybe it's, you know, you can tell by the name, but it, it's a, it follows a group of employees that are working at a, a fictional uh, big box store. And Not it's unlike said, Walmart. Exactly. So I think it's, even the color scheme looks like Walmart. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's set in, uh, in Missouri and it stars Amy Ferreira, who um, you may remember from Ugly Betty, Ugly Betty right. and also uh, Ben Feldman, um, and I think he was, what was he from? I recognize him from something. Yeah, I don't know. I've just lost it. But anyway, they're actually both producers as well on the show. So Is he the guy that looks like Scott Bale? The guy... You know the guy that's yeah the really main close like, friends a, with yeah and then and then the kids in the hall uh, what's his name is in it as well he's the manager right Glenn the manager Glenn Glenn yeah it, I think it's worth a watch it's it I guess it's either your cup of tea or it isn't I enjoy it it's something that you can put on if you just want to watch a couple of light episodes they do cover light comedy one thing that I will give them points for is they do cover like current issues like the whole I watched the one about gun control or a gun you know, lobbyists and not lobbyists, but like NRA type people. And it was really, it was very interesting, the, 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 the angle that they took on that. And then that was merged with something else in that, that was pretty heavy duty. Yeah. Oh, the, the morning, after, morning after, pill. after pill. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely do take on some of that. And so, I, I laughed out loud at, I think I laugh out loud at least once at each, yeah. every episode. To me, that's enough. Like, to, yeah. That's, that is, you know me though. When I watch a show, I'm one of those people who don't just laugh out loud at things. I find it funny, but I don't like, just laugh out loud. I don't know. You just look at laughs. me laughing out loud and judging. Me. <laughs> no, I just fine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Speaking of laugh out loud, another uh, one that made us laugh out loud. And I think we're both, uh, we'll both agree on this one is uh, middle ditch and Schwartz. Yeah, that's a great show. We still haven't finished them all, have we? Or I think we, we have, yeah. Okay. So there's only three episodes on that one. This is on Netflix, so if you're on Netflix, easy to find. Middle Ditch and Schwartz. It's actually Thomas uh, Middle Ditch, who starred in Silicon Valley, and then Ben Schwartz from Parks and Recreation. Right. Um, and it's an improv Big yeah. show. Improv in the respect of like improv theater though. Like right. Right, they have very minimal props. They have like I think two or three chairs and that's all they have. And they have a ton of talent. And they have a ton <laughs> of talent where but the, the the concept of the show is really interesting because I mean not unlike theater uh, games which where you get ideas from the audience, it's very similar in that respect and so that's how that one works. You know, they say like, "Give us a scenario." Yeah, kind of like whose line is it anyway? And did that. blah 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 blah, and then they and then if they eventually they don't get to everything straight away. They slowly sort of unfurl the story through improv and add different uh, elements to the story that they were told by the audience member throughout the show, which is to me quite brilliant. And they do it really well. They all they 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 hit all the beats at some point. And I was skeptical at first, as I often am with improv. I figure they have planned something out ahead of time, and it's not true improv. I yeah. just, I don't know, the skeptic in me thinks that. But I forget there was one of the the three episodes that had that we watched that uh, 
there was a point where they sort of had lost track of something or lost yes. track of characters. Oh, so is this, is this the guy that we were talking about before that his name's Tom? Or and I thought, you know no, what? the no, guy no. before that that was Tom. And then blah, 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 Like, you know, they're trying to figure it out. That's, that's a really interesting point because I love that they break the character. Like, they don't just stay in improv land. They're like, okay, middle ditch, like, what are you doing here? You know what I mean? Like, they'll, they'll have those conversations right on the stage to figure things out and then go back into the improv, which is really smart. And I think those types of conversations made me realize, you know, okay, this is genuine and they're yeah. it's genuine talent. And they're getting great reviews for what they've put out. Yeah. Hopefully they'll do more seasons. Yes, yeah, true. It's so fascinating to see two people, you know, just dressed like regular peop- two guys coming in off the street, step onto a stage with zero props and uh, entertain an entire, you know, theater. theater and they're, they're in stitches. Like, people are laughing. And it, you know, it is, just with off-the-cuff material. It is really material. well done. It's, yeah, it's definitely really impressive. Well done. So, again, that one is, I can never, I have to, I'll say this again because I have a hard time. Every time we, Jeff and I get together with friends, I'm like, what's that show? And I always Middle remember. Middle Stitch and Middle Quartz. Ditch and Quartz. <laughs> no. So, it's Middle Ditch and Schwartz. On, on uh, that one's on Netflix. On Netflix. Three episodes, I I do believe. Yes, each under an hour. So definitely check that out. It's good. We think you'll like it. Yeah, it is. I I enjoyed it. Uh, Let's talk about Alone. Yeah, Alone. Uh, That's been a long time tradition in our family watching that. And now Huxley is even getting into it. He loves watching it. And I don't know if it's the best thing for him, especially when they're skinning like... uh, rabbits and i think it's important for kids to understand where food comes from i think it might freak them out a bit though like you know just like seeing all that gore has he said anything he hasn't no and he (laughs) he does he does really enjoy it though and you know it's it's a really interesting concept because they changed it up this this season usually it's like whoever can last to the end well if if you last to the end which is a hundred days in this season then you get a million dollars. Yeah, maybe I'll just talk a little bit about the premise of the show. Yeah, because go for it. If people haven't heard about it, it's so it's on the History Channel, and it's essentially people go out into the wilderness and they have to survive all on their own, mm-hmm. uh, hence the name alone. Now it's different than other a lot of other shows like Survivor or like Naked and Afraid or mm-hmm. is it Naked and Afraid? Uh, I think Anyways, so. Anyway, but a lot of times when they do those shows, there's entire film crews. So even though they're sort of left to their own devices to, to look after themselves in the wild. Um, with alone, they actually have to do all their own filming, so they are act completely alone. They're dropped off, and yeah. they're left to you know they're given all of they have to lug around all of the uh, camera equipment, all the equipment, camera kind of equipment Blair, wherever which, they go, which is style, like, and they showed how difficult that is this season as well in one of the segments, and it was really interesting to yeah, see. Yeah, I guess it weighs a ton. Like they're they're carrying they yeah. have GoPros, they have field cam set up, they have tripods and everything like they have and they have to capture their moments because that's the show so it's that piece of it is uh i find makes it it's just it's just next level because they are truly alone and that psychological weight of being alone yeah um, even if there's a film crew there if you're not interacting with them you have the sense you know that you're at least keeping company with other human beings but they're being completely alone really does weigh on them and you'll sort of see that in some of the some of the seasons more than others um But, yeah, as Jeff mentioned, traditionally what it's been is sort of whoever lasts the longest out of 10 contestants. This time it's, um, it's set actually in the Northwest Territories uh, of Canada at uh, Great Slave Lake. So, and it's still 10 people, but anybody who makes it to 100 days gets a million dollars. So it really pushes people. Yeah. 
I was, gonna, I was just about to say how many is left, but I don't think I should spoil that. Well, and I don't even know. Yeah. And, and I think before, the previous seasons were only a $500,000. Let's uh, just say they drop like flies every once in a while, you know, and there's only 10. Well, so. it's amazing how like a small mistake, whether, you know, they're... They I especially love it when they lose their marbles or, out there. Like, I love that. When I they love, get losing Oh, them. when they start like talking to themselves and like talking to their skulls that they got from whatever animals they killed. And they always and, quote Walden. They always quote, quote Walden. And like, they, uh, sorry, Henry Thoreau from the, the from the yeah. book, his book Walden that, that yeah. often gets quoted yeah. in every every season. Well, there's a quote at the beginning of every episode, which is really interesting. That, that, that you know, right? From that sort a famous of feeds quote. in. But uh, no, it's a, it's a great show. I mean, it's it's interesting to watch the journey because you can sit back on your couch eating your potato chips, saying, "I wouldn't have done the shelter like that. <laughs> oh, no way!" Like you know. But then they make like this amazing shelter out of you know rocks or whatever and it's just it's incredible but like i mean I, I i couldn't do it i couldn't even last like probably two or three days to be honest it is next level the mosquitoes would just drive me out i'd just be like <laughs> i'm done the but well and you know so the first season um first second and fourth season actually were all filmed in uh, vancouver on vancouver island uh, in canada so that was fascinating to watch mm. and it was nice to see it being filmed in canada and they've even done um seasons in uh, patagonia and mongolia so with that brings different i found patagonia interesting because it was a little bit more of a tropical climate and they ended up with like you know they had to deal with the spiders and the snakes and yeah it was just a different scenario now like with the current season they're dealing with more big game there's bears and wolves and um but with that comes you know the idea of you know really understanding where your food source comes from and and you know you're we're talking about uh, you know, whether it's appropriate for our son to watch it, but I feel like people who have grown up on a farm or... Yeah, they've seen they know animals slaughtered all the time. And, and stuff. I think if you're eating meat, it's important to understand yeah. what where your meat comes from, that it is life, you Absolutely. know, and that... And, I agree with and, that. And life is given to sustain your life. And the contestants on Alone uh, kind of delve a little bit into that, some more than others. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, though, because there are a lot of little subtitles that are flashed up uh, that sort of give you little pieces of information as you're going right. through the season. And so, for instance, they may come across a certain type of animal that they're not allowed to kill because it's um, maybe a protected species and wherever it's being filmed. So that'll sort of flash up. Yeah, those little sub- subtitles quench people's thirst for information. Or if they're just, yeah, that there we go. That old thirst quenching yeah, about info. wildlife and, you know... <laughs> There's always certain things that they put every season, though. It's like, you know, the body starts, you know, eating its own muscle after a certain amount of days. Yeah, they're definitely know? reusing some anyway. of their, their taglines. It's like pop-up video for, like, survivalists. I love it when they when they show somebody who's, like, eating some sort of vegetation, and they're like, this is extremely poisonous. This is or- elk moss. <laughs> this is going to kill this person. All- <laughs> <laughs> this is going to give them severe diarrhea and yeah. abdominal cramping for the next... Many people have left for that reason. Just abdominal pain and severe well, that's, yeah. puking and, you know. I think it, people really, it really weighs on them when they're out there, you know, how much do they want to push for? How much yeah. do they want to risk their own health and permanent damage to their organs and, and that for, yep. for the money? And, and it really makes you value uh, things differently, which I I can relate to in, you know, in light of COVID. It, you know, I think everybody going through you know the world going through a pandemic has learned to value things a little differently absolutely we we've said this on previous podcasts that we're we're very much focusing on buying local from local dis- distributors and stuff of food farmers absolutely and whatnot more than ever you know so 
It's been a good experience doing that, meeting the people who bring us our food, grow our food. I think that's, uh, you know, we want to make sure that we, we've seen supply chains, uh, you know, cut off or at risk during a pandemic. So you want to make sure you're supporting the local vendors yeah. and so that they're there when you need them and you got to support them all the time. So Locally, that, too, the greatest so opportunities to do that is the night market here, the St. John City Market outside. Yes. And then there's the Queen Square Farmer's Market as well. On Sundays. And we have friends that both both of our, like, we have mutual friends that are involved in both of those projects and it's... Very, we're very proud to, to know that. And, well, it's a great it's way awesome. to access local produce, uh, you know, from farmers mm-hmm. in, in one like a one-stop shop. And then, of course, there's just tons of, of local restaurants and, and, yeah. and shops and things like that that you can, you know, you should definitely, before you order something online, check to see what's offered locally. This is an alone tangent. Yes. Do you want to talk about Criterion? Yeah. Uh, for my birthday, was it? For my birthday, I got Criterion Channel, which is an online channel that features movies from all over the world that have been restored and lovingly, uh, you know, presented by the Criterion Collection. And so Criterion has over, I think, I don't know, I think it's over 3,000 movies now that you can buy in either DVD or Blu-ray. So they've taken the cream of the crop and they've put these videos online uh, for you to watch or download. Um, and it's like, I think it's $149 a year or something like that. And uh, you can watch unlimited, incredible movies. And I've watched, I think I've watched close to 40 or 50 movies in like two and a half months <laughs> now these movies are and i've only Which is insane i've only watched a few of them with you but the ones we've watched together like north by northwest yeah they've been classics so the majority of the movies yeah. on criterion they're so not no there's there, there there are a lot of classic movies there are some and foreign films and foreign films and and from all different countries uh but there are a lot of modern films as well you know uh, actually just like and they they have movies that will they're like six like forty or fifty movies that will leave at the end of the month and then forty or fifty new movies will come in the next month. Oh, okay, so it's like a so it's a cyclical rotating thing. Inventory. But there are ones there are movies that are in their permanent collection, and one of my favorite movies that I just wanted to mention was called Vagabond, by Agnes Varga, and uh, it was released in 1985 in France and it stars Sandrine. Sadrine Bonaire, and it, she won Best Actress uh, for her portrayal of the defiant young drifter Mona. And it's such an amazing film. It's one of my favorite all-time films. Uh, it's called Vagabond. It's very poetic in its cinematography, and even the, uh, the dialogue, it's, it's just absolutely incredible movie, and I loved it. But that's just one of many, like seriously. There's so, every movie I've watched, I found something that I enjoyed. Anyway, Criterion uh, Channel is what you would do. So you just download it online. And, I, you know, I think we're going to be looking back to some of this, the content that's already been created because we're already starting to see the impact of the pandemic on editing and, and the release of certain shows and films. And I think we're, you know, particularly with mm-hmm. TV shows or things that are... Well, Mulan, for example. That's been, that's been sidestepped. Well, like look at Billions. Yeah, Billions. So, uh, billions is a, a series Jeff and I have been following. and uh, We love that show. It's great. But, you know, we got halfway through the season and they stopped it. They stopped And filming. they actually didn't even announce it until they, they had started, you know, 
airing episodes and when they came near the end of airing the episodes that they had they announced that they hadn't filmed any further it's insane. <laughs> not that they hadn't had time to edit them which they has been the case filmed. with some of the reality television we've watched that they just yeah. needed more time to edit this the shows but uh yeah no they actually hadn't even filmed more yeah. so that was kind of disappointing it was like you became very invested in and, and you're sort of you know, the way a season usually runs is it's there's a build up and there's a climax. You know, so mm-hmm. we're we're still very much in the build up of this current season of Billions, and then all and it's a very complex show. Yeah. So when they do pick it up, all of a sudden you're you're going to have to. It's a great show. Go back and, and rewatch the, the episodes just to figure out what what the heck's going on. <laughs> I remember reading someplace that we're going to be seeing a lot of animation because animation is easy to do remotely. You know, right, so there's the going to be a lot of shows released that in that respect, but like you know, filmed. I'm not a huge things. fan of animation. No, you never have been. You're not really a super fan of the Criterion Channel ones, though. The movies are yes. you? I, n- tried, well, what, I forget which movie we tried to watch, but you were like, mm, no. I try to be it. artsy. I'm just not that artsy. Yeah, no, it's. <laughs> I try to fake it every once in a while, yeah, but it, it it was an art form that I was sorely lacking in. So I'm so happy to have. Uh, the Criterion Channel. It's so it's so amazing. I love my rom coms. You do, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every, uh, there's been a few occasions where we watched. We well, one night we watched North by Northwest, and then we watched what was it? It was like some rom com that you wanted to watch. I forget now what no, it was. No, I can't remember either. But, but uh, anyway. I want to watch Breathless. A friend of ours, Mel. Yeah, Godard. Yeah, uh, had recommended. So uh, I don't know if that's on Criterion, but that would be very artsy of me to watch that. I it's think. in the that's in the permanent collection too. So it's not going anywhere. But a lot of Godard's movies are leaving this month, like all. And he's very he's a very uh, he seems to be a very challenging, from what I've learned, anyways, uh, filmmaker. Like a lot of his films are like very existential and weird. You know. Well, I mean, I Take like a, a movie that makes me think. Yeah. And then I like a movie that makes me not think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good, that's one to grow on right there. <laughs> Quench that info, people. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, oh, look at, we're, uh, we're, yeah, we're coming up on our, on our 30 minutes. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed uh, catching up with us. We enjoyed catching up with you. We'd love to know what you're watching these days. So, feel free to comment on our media channels. Uh, we're most active on Instagram, but also on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, check out some of what we said and uh, that painting Jeff did. I'll be sure to share a picture of that on social media. Once as we well. get some natural light to get a good photo. No, because I've got to. I've got to have. I've got to post this tonight, honey. Oh, okay. All right. No, it's got to be natural light. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> we'll work this out afterward. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can catch up on past episodes at infoquench.com or just about anywhere else you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and help spread the word about InfoQuench. Till, Till next time. time.